0: Welcome to the Unstuck Your Life Podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose an area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. How are you doing out there? You hanging in there? You hanging in there? Yeah, most people are. Most most people are like, yeah, I'm hanging in there, Pamela. And and, and some are hanging by like a full-on rope and they've got two hands on it and they're like, yeah, I'm good. I got a firm grip on it. Others are like, oh, this rope is just barely hanging by a thread. Like, I hope I make it through the end of the day. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about stress and how to relieve yourself of some of that stress. And, and I, have a, I have a unique way of picturing stress and how to manage it. And I wanna I want to share that with you today because it's been super helpful for me. It's been really helpful for a lot of my clients. And so I want to bring that to you as well. I kind of got the idea of doing this podcast of, you know, the small stuff is, is big stuff this past weekend when I was cleaning out the closet in my office. Now you may have a closet like this in your house because I have a home office, all right? So it's a bedroom that I turned into my office. And in the closet, I've just got a bunch of crap just stuck in there. I live in Arizona and we don't have basements here, which is both a blessing and a curse you know, it's a curse because you don't have anywhere to put the crap, but it's a blessing because you don't have anywhere to put the crap. (laughs) You're constantly having to prioritize, does this stay or does this go? And when you say it stays, well, for me, it just gets shoved into this closet. So I was going through this closet, trying to declutter a couple of things, and I came across an old book. It was a book that I found in college. And in the 90s, It was a popular book, and it's by Richard Carlson, and you you may not know the author, but you may recognize the book title. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and It's All Small Stuff. And I think this was probably the first self-help book I ever read. I had just started college, which meant I left my home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I came out to Tempe, Arizona to go to Arizona State University. I didn't know anybody here. I honestly did not know a single person when I went to college. And so I'll be honest, like everything, all everything was big stuff. I didn't care how small it was. It seemed so big to me, which is also quite typical of when you're in your late teens and early 20s. If, if you're a parent listening to this right now, you're like, yep, yep, I've got a, I've got a teenager. I, I've got a kid in their 20s and everything is a big deal. And, and heck, there's probably... Some of you ladies listening right now who are like I'm in my my 30s, 40s and 50s and I still feel like the small things are a big deal. They're like dra- driving you crazy in life and they're creating so much stress that like you can't breathe. I I get it. I totally get it. And when it comes to stress, the way I like to visualize it in life is that you got a cup. All right? And this cup your life. And the liquid in the cup is the stress you have in your life. So like the liquid represents the stress. And if your cup is half filled with stress and something little, something small gets thrown into that cup. Like if you imagine like a little pebble gets thrown into that cup, a small stress gets thrown into that cup. It's not a big deal. It's just the stress level in the cup goes up a little bit. It happens. We've all been there. Now, most of us are not operating with a cup that's half full of stress. Most of us have a cup that has its stress level, like up to the very top. It's like that Like, it's just about ready to pour over and overflow the edges of that cup. Like, your cup of stress is about ready to spill over. And so many of us, like, find ourselves constantly adding more stress to our life and rarely taking the time to just pour any of that stress out so that we can breathe. And when your stress level gets so high in your cup, then every little thing that you throw in it feels like a big deal. Every little thing that gets thrown into it takes you to the edge. And then eventually it just spills out everywhere. That stress spills out everywhere and it makes a mess. And that's when the small stresses become big ones because they take us to the edge and sometimes push us over it. Can you feel me on this? Do you get what I'm saying? It's like your life can no longer keep all the stress inside and it just pours out in sometimes spectacular ways. And when I say spectacular, I'm not saying that in a positive way. And when that happens, when our stress makes a mess in our life and it goes everywhere, we get mad at ourselves. We get mad at ourselves for letting it get this bad. We get mad at ourselves for not taking care of ourselves. We start judging ourselves like, why can't I handle this? We think that we're broken and it's something that we need to fix. And there's so much guilt and shame. And we have stress about our stress. Yeah, you're not broken. I promise you. There's nothing wrong with you. We're just learning how to pour a little bit of that stress out of that cup so you, my dear, can breathe again. You know, not sweating the small stuff sounds great in theory when you have a grip on your stress to begin with, but if your stress level is so high that every little thing that you get thrown into that cup is about ready to have it pour over and make a mess, then thinking that, you know, don't sweat the small stuff is just one more thing for you to judge yourself on. So here's the thing. While there is tremendous value and in picking your battles and letting the small things go, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've tried to do those things and it hasn't worked. Your stress level is too high. It's okay. You are in the right place, my friend. I know you. I see you. I love you because I was and at times I'm still you. This still happens to me. But I want to share with you today the three small things you can do to start pouring out some of that stress so that you can breathe again. These are the three things I do to like, catch my breath and to take care of me. Because if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of anybody else around me or anything else around me. All right? Does this sound good to you? Yeah? You ready? All right. Let's dive into this. The first thing, The first thing that you can do to pour a little stress out of your cup and your life is, and I know this is going to be super hard for some of you, but be open to it. You ready? You ready? Start taking some damn credit for the things that you are doing. Do this. Seriously. You are your own worst critic, and we like to beat ourselves up. The most popular way that I see people doing this is that they focus on all the things they didn't get done or all the things that went wrong or all the things that didn't happen instead of focusing on all the things they did get done, all the things that did go right, all the things that happened the way they wanted. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you're one of my clients, then you've heard me say time and time again, You find what you're looking for in life. So if you are constantly looking for all the things you didn't get done or all the things that didn't happen or go the way that you wanted, then my friend, that's what you're going to find. You're going to gather a ton of evidence to prove that to be true because that's what you're looking for. But if you start looking for the things that you did get done, the stuff that did go right, the stuff that happened the way that you wanted it to, then guess what? Yeah, you're going to find more of them because this is what your brain is designed to do. That's why when you, let's say, consider buying a brand new red car or a red car, whatever, you start to see them everywhere. Or when you find out you're pregnant, you start to see pregnant women everywhere. Like that happened to me. I remember when I found out I was pregnant and it was like overnight like pregnant women were everywhere. No, they didn't become pregnant overnight. Not every woman became pregnant overnight. It was just what I started focusing on. So I found more of it. See, your brain has a filter and it's called the reticular activating system or RAS for short. And Mel Robbins, who is a a speaker, a coach, uh, an author, she's freaking amazing. She's one of my most favorite people. She describes Raz as an electric hairnet over your brain, all right? So I want you to picture that. Like, you have your brain, and there's this, like, electric hairnet that's over it, and that electric hairnet decides what information is allowed into your conscious mind. We have so much going on on any given day. There's so much stimulus that we experience. Not all of that can be allowed into our conscious mind, or else we'd go, like, bananas, so Raz determines like what is allowed into your conscious mind, your name. Your name is always going to get through that electric hairnet. Anything that is threatening to you is always going to get through that electric hairnet. All right. And so does whatever you think is important. So let's go back to like the red car and the pregnant women. They were always there. Those red cars were always there. Those pregnant women were always there. They didn't just magically appear. But Raz, your electric hairnet over your brain, was blocking them from you because they weren't important to you. You didn't need to use that valuable brain energy on things that weren't important to you. But the moment you decided that they were important, yeah, your electric hairnet let them through. Pretty cool, huh? Like, we as humans are spectacular. And when we can start to understand how we operate and how our brains function, then we can start to use that to our advantage. Because this is the reason you find what you're looking for. So be careful what it is that you're focusing on. So here's a tool that I give my clients to to start shifting that focus from everything that didn't get done or everything that went wrong to more of the positive of everything that you did get done and, and the things that went right. And and in turn, what this does is it helps to pour a little bit of that stress out of that cup, all right? It's to take credit for the things that you are doing. And it's pretty simple. You don't have to make it hard. Every day, write down three small things, three small victories or accomplishments or achievements, whatever word resonates with you. Three things that you are taking credit for and you're celebrating. Now, I know this is hard for you, some of you. It's hard to find those things and take credit for them. But I'm telling you, this will shift things for you. And I want you to focus on the small things, not the big things. It's a lot easier for us to celebrate the big things, right? We're like, "Ooh, I got a raise, celebrate. I got a new job, celebrate. Bought a new house, celebrate. Ran that 5K, celebrate. And that's awesome. I want you to celebrate so much and keep celebrating those things. I want you on a day-to-day basis to celebrate and acknowledge at least the small things. So let me ask you this. When was the last time, and this is what I mean by small things, when was the last time you took credit for doing laundry or, I don't know, patted yourself on the back for going to the grocery store or was like, woohoo, I walked the dog. Yeah, probably like never right? Like the next time I I celebrate those things, I'll be like the first Pamela. But that is exactly what I'm talking about. The small things. These are the things that we tend to look past because we're so used to doing them that we don't even give ourselves credit for doing them. But let me tell you this, when they don't get done, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. We may think this is a small thing that is insignificant, so we're not going to acknowledge or take credit or celebrate. Oh, but you forget to do it or you choose not to go to the grocery store or do the laundry or walk the dog. It becomes a big deal. I do this with laundry. I hate laundry. Oh, my goodness. It at times is the bane of my existence. I swear. Uh, Don't do laundry for a few weeks and see what happens. (laughs) I'll tell you what happens, because I do it. Uh, this is one of the habits I'm trying to break. I'm getting real with you guys right now. So, like for me, here, here's what happens in my brain, and, and this will kind of illustrate the point I think for you, or you'll just think I'm kind of bananas. Either way, I'm fine. Um, I have a small load of laundry, and I look at it, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? That's not a big deal. I'm not. I'm not even going to do laundry this week, so I don't. And then the following week, it's like, eh, I, got, I got laundry to do. Yeah, all right. I, I throw it in the washer. I throw it in the dryer. Like, that's the easy part for me. And then it just sits in the dryer. It, it literally will sit in the dryer. It's like putting the laundry away is like the hardest part for me. So it just sits in the dryer. And it usually will sit there until somebody else needs the dryer. And when they need the dryer, they'll like throw my laundry into a bin. It's all like wrinkled at this point in time. So, you know, now I've got to iron everything, which will take more time when I want to wear this stuff. But, you know, eventually like I'll haul it up to my bedroom and then it'll just like sit in my bedroom in the bin. But then I'll need something out of the laundry bin that of clean clothes. Yeah, these, these are like a laundry bin of clean clothes. So I go r- rooting through it, right? I go rooting through it and I can't find it and things will spill out. And now I've got like clean clothes and dirty clothes all over the place. And I can't tell the difference between it. And so now I'm like, oh, okay. It's now the next weekend. And I've got this mess in my closet of clean clothes and dirty clothes. And so now I've got to do more laundry on top of the laundry that I didn't put away last week. It's like I have made it 10 times worse on myself for not doing laundry because it was it was small. It was a small load, not a big deal. Like, it's so easy to look past it because you're so used to doing it that you don't even take credit for it, but see what happens when you don't do it. Now, I could run a similar scenario with you about not going grocery shopping because it's not a big deal. Oh, don't go grocery shopping for a week. You got kids. Don't go grocery shopping for a week and see what happens. Not pretty. You don't walk the dog? Oh, my goodness. I've got a crazy chocolate lab. Bob, if he doesn't get walked, let's see, let's see what happens to the house. You know, it, it, it's like taking your supplements or your vitamins, or your medicine, whatever it may be. You know, that's not a big deal. It's so small. But, yeah, don't do it and see what happens. All those things, while they're easy to do, here's the thing about the easy stuff it's also easy not to do. And when you don't do the easy stuff, it becomes hard. So take credit for the small, easy things you do each and every day. In fact, these three small accomplishments, victories, achievements are just simple. Just write them down in a journal or a notebook. Because when you start to take credit for the small things, you're telling your brain that these are important. These are accomplishments. They're a big deal, which means your brain is going to let them through, and you're going to start finding more of them, which means you're going to start feeling better. And that's going to allow you to pour a little bit of that stress out of that cup, and you can start building some momentum. And momentum is a big deal. It really is. And that leads me to the second thing you can do to start pouring some stress out of your cup and your life, and that is start small. Start small. If you're anything like me and you like, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm too stressed, I'm too overwhelmed, and I'm too cranky, so I've got to start making some big changes in my life, right? We go from that like, oh, this is a huge problem, I have to take huge action in order to fix it. So, you know, you're like, I'm going to create a morning routine, right? I-, I need a morning routine where I meditate 20 minutes in the morning and then I journal for 15 minutes and then I move my body for 45 minutes. And then at night, I'm going to turn off the TV and then read an hour before bed and make sure I don't have a screen in front of my face so that I'm not stimulated by the blue light, so that I can get the eight hours of sleep so that I can de-stress and get rid of the overwhelm. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you feel me on this, right? It's like I'm stressed and overwhelmed just thinking about how I'm gonna stop being stressed and overwhelmed. Why? Because we try to do too much too fast. Now don't get me wrong, like everything I, I just kind of like verbally vomited there is beneficial, it's good, there's value in all of those things. But if you go from zero to 100, like you haven't done any of those things to try and do like all eight or nine or however many it is that I listed all at once, What's going to happen is you might have some success for like a week, maybe two, and then it becomes too much and you burn out fast and then you convince yourself that it doesn't work and it's not going to get any better and then you're stuck. It's a recipe for disaster. This also happens with people trying to lose weight, right? Right. They decide that they're going to buckle down, start on Monday, kick that diet into overdrive. So they do like a pantry purge and they throw away all the junk, all the sugar, anything that even looks like a carb. And they go to the grocery store, Whole Foods, Sprouts, whatever it is, and they stock up on all the fresh fruits and veggies. And they're hitting up Amazon and they're ordering all of these supplements online and they're carrying around a gallon of water because they're chugging that every single day. And they say that they're going to walk a mile in the morning and then walk a a, a mile after work again. Again. Nothing wrong with any of that. In fact, all of that is fantastic. But if you try to do it all at once when you're not used to doing any of it, it's just setting you up for disaster and a lot of frustration because it's not sustainable. It won't become a lifestyle that you can live with. It'll become something that you like are white knuckling through just waiting to get to the other side where you can stop doing all the things and going back to what you know. This is why I'm a huge fan of starting small. So how do you start small? Pick one thing, one habit you want to develop, and then do it constantly for two weeks. So whether it's like journaling at night or or drinking a gallon of water or whatever it is, walking in the morning, getting up when the alarm goes off, whatever works for you and is going to be a big movement in your life, pick something small. And then show yourself that you can consistently do what you say you're going to do. This is how you start to build the belief in yourself that you will keep your word to yourself. This is important. We do a really good job at keeping our word to our spouses, our kids, our friends, our colleagues, our family. But we do a really crappy job at times keeping our word to ourselves. So when you start to honor your word to yourself that I'm going to do this one thing, thing that you can do, your relationship with yourself Changes. You start to see that not only is change possible, but it can be easy because you've picked one small thing and you're not trying to do too much too fast. You're starting to live with integrity with yourself. And you do that by just picking one small thing. Do it for two weeks. When it becomes easy and routine, pick one more small thing and do both of them. And then pick one more and repeat the process. Until things become easy and routine. And that's how it becomes part of your lifestyle. And I realize that this isn't sexy. I realize that this takes time. And so many of us want like everything yesterday. But how's that working out for you? When it comes to like changing stuff in our lives, we've been conditioned to believe that we need to like light our hair on fire, break down the door and run through it screaming. Which you can do. Yeah, you can do, but you know what? When you get on the other side of the door, you don't have any hair, the door's broken, and you're lying on the the floor bruised and burned out. So I want to offer you an alternative. If that hasn't worked for you, if it has, then you keep doing it, all right? Props to you. But for most people, that doesn't work. So instead of doing that, which creates more stress and overwhelm, the very thing that you're trying to reduce, I'm inviting you to just put your hand on the doorknob. Turn it, crack it open, take a small step, push it a little further, take another step and another. And eventually, what happens is the door will open and you can walk through it. And you walk through it with like a full head of hair, like your body is intact, you're, you're not bruised, and there's no burnout. Small steps will get you far, small, consistent, That's an important word, steps, will get you where you want to go. You do not have to light your hair on fire screaming, bursting through that door. In fact, I invite you to do the opposite, which brings me to my third and final thing you can do to pour some stress out of your cup and your life, and that is to slow down. I mean, slow down. If, if I were to tell you that it would take one full year for you to learn how to truly manage your stress, develop whatever coping skills you need to navigate the daily struggles of life and, and explore different methods that are gonna get you the biggest relief and like what to do when life smacks you upside the head, which it will. And and by learning all these things, your cup of stress will never go above the halfway line again? Would you do it? Would you take that year? Or are you like, no, 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 that's too long. I mean, again, what if it took you a year or two or three to lose all the weight you ever wanted, but then that means you would never put it back on again? Would you do it? Or does that take too long? If if you're going, that takes too long, I want it now. I just wanna ask, like, what's the rush? Why are you in such a hurry? For what? Because there is no finish line. There there's no, you know, podium or medal that you're going to get once you cross the finish line because there is no finish line. No one no one's waiting for you with that trophy. So why are you constantly putting so much on your plate and telling yourself you need to get it all done yesterday or at least in the next few weeks? See, we end up creating so much needless stress and overwhelm for ourselves when we do that, right? Like, what's the hurry? Most people think they're in a hurry because they think when they get there, wherever there is, it'll be better than here, where they are. It's like, I'll feel better when I get there. I'll feel better when... I I get the job or I get the raise. I'll feel better when I find that special someone or I lose the weight or whatever it may be. Here's what I want to offer you. There, wherever it is that you think is better, is the same as here. There is no better than here. Life is 50-50. And what I mean by that is life is 50% positive and life is 50% negative, always. We try to argue with that and we want to make it like 80-20, but that's not how it is. Life is always 50-50. You need to know what bad is in order to know what good is. You need to experience stress in order to know what peace feels like. You need to have sadness in order to be able to feel happy. It's the duality of life. Life is 50-50. Here, it will always be 50-50 there. It'll just be a different set of 50-50. So like if you're living paycheck to paycheck right now, your life is 50-50. If you were to win the lottery overnight, guess what? Your life is still going to be 50-50. It is just a different set of 50-50 problems and successes. So if life is no better there than it is here, because it's always 50-50, what's the rush? There is none. You know, I, I love me some classic rock. <laughs> I love classic rock. And Steven Tyler with Aerosmith, I think says it best in the song Amazing, which is pretty amazing. There's a line, a lyric in that song that says, life's a journey, not a destination. Boom. Yes. Life is a journey, not a destination. It's not just about reaching your goals, accomplishments, achievements, or whatever it is that you're chasing. It's who you become on the journey of reaching your goals, accomplishments, and achievements. Those goals are super important. I'm not sitting here telling you not to have them. They can spur massive change and action in your life, but it's not so much achieving the goal as to who it is you become on the journey of achieving that goal that is transformational. So in an effort to stress less, enjoy more, one, take credit for what you're already doing by writing down three small victories and accomplishments every day. This will train your brain that these things are important and you will start to find more of them and pour a little bit of the stress out of your cup. Two, take small steps towards creating the relief, freedom, and and habits you want in your life. The small things that are going to help you get where you want to go. Pick one, do it every day for two weeks, then add another one, another small thing, do them both. Build that belief in yourself and your capability, which is gonna pour some stress out of that cup. And then lastly, slow down. You move too fast. There is no better than here. So you might as well enjoy the journey pour a little bit of more stress out of that cup. All right, my friends, I hope this has helped. I hope it has shifted your perspective and given you a lot of things to think about. Write down those accomplishments. Pick one thing. Start there and slow down. There's no rush. Hit me up on any of my social channels. If you've got any questions, if you've done this and you've got success or you've had some challenges, let me help you out with this. All right. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook, Pamela Hughes Coaching. And that's all I got for you this week. All right. I'll see you next. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.